golf is uh I think my new favorite thing to bet on now. <laughs> oh yeah. I think it is because you can get favorites for Well, I I like the head versus like the head to head matchups. So like on DraftKings, not a lot of places offer it. And so the fact that you can only find it at one book, I think that's an indication right there that okay, it's probably a good bet. Yeah, dude, uh FanDuel offers for NBA games. There's this one bet where it's like team to win at the end of each quarter. Mm-hmm. So like that team to be winning. And all you, like so it's it's basically like as long as the teams are somewhat evenly matched, like you can get uh close to even money on like any other result. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, okay, if the Lakers are winning in the first quarter and then the Mavs are winning at the end of the second quarter, it doesn't matter who wins the game, you win your bet because yeah. the team didn't win through all four quarters. So I like parlaying a couple of those. I'm like, okay, what games are going to be close? And then doing that. And, uh, yeah, I, I've won a little bit off of that. But yeah. I've only seen that bet on FanDuel. Right. I think that's just a good indication. If it's The bet's only being offered in one book or maybe two books. That's probably a good bet if it's only being off. Especially if it's something like like that or, in my case, two golfers head-to-head. Like, I got Brooks Kapka, who's tied with the – well, now he's in the lead against some other guy. Like, I don't even recognize the name. And it's head-to-head. So Brooks has to have a better round today. He shot minus seven yesterday. The other guy, I think, shot plus two. Kepka's already minus one today. Like, I'm getting the be- like the significantly better golfer in a situation where he can make some movement on the leaderboard on day two. He w- He's going off before the bad weather. So he's also probably going to look at this as an opportunity to really get ahead of guys. And... I got him at minus one twenty. Yeah. Like I just feel like that's that's an easy that's an easy play. Like oh, I'm getting the significantly better golfer at Augusta, who's played well there before, at even money over some dude who he's just a fucking guy. Like I've never even heard of his name, and I follow golf pretty well. So I don't know. I just feel like that's an easy bet. Another easy bet. I texted it to Joe the other day. It is Scotty Scheffler to be to to place the highest among previous masters champions. Oh, okay, I like that. That's kind of a creative one. And it's even money. And so really there's two guys you have to worry about. Yeah, Hideki. Jo- uh no, he's not even really in striking distance that much. Jordan Speeth. Yeah. Speeth I think is three behind the lead. And then Patrick Reed, I think he's minus two. So there's really only two guys I have to worry about. And I think Scotty Scheffler is, I mean, he's number one or two best golfer in the world right now. Maybe you put Rahm in front of him based off of his showing. He's top three. He's top three. And I can, and all I have, to, it, basically I have him one, in, one on one against Jordan Spieth. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, uh, pre-tournament, I know Hideki was like somewhere around the 30 to one or 40 to one. I yeah. think something like that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I know uh, this we're recording this after day one, or I, I don't. E- are we just talking? I don't even know if I'll put this in. I mean, we're just yeah, talking no, no, golf. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> well, we can. Oh, no, I don't care either. I mean, no, let's do it. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. So I guess when we're recording this, yeah, Hideki's. Uh, I I don't know what he's at right now, but he's not in like the top of the leaderboards or whatever. So right. yeah, it's just like you said, a one-on-one with Spieth. Right. No, and uh, with golf too, it's getting the good odds early. Yeah. Did you notice with with the Masters and they've done this? The books have done this the last like couple years or whatever. But 
they want to get you to put your mortgage on Tiger Woods to make the cut yes. or to or to place a certain you know place top ten or twenty or whatever. They boost every single thing for him to you know even make the cut or whatever. Like their books are gonna make a killing off of Tiger Woods not making the cut or not placing you know top twenty. They are, and I think it's the biggest sucker bet. Mike Valeni on Cash the Ticket compared it to like betting on the Dallas Cowboys, Patriots, or Yankees. You know what I'm talking about, or like. Or Golden State Warriors, like just your average Joe who doesn't really pay attention to sports, maybe likes to gamble, but like the douchebag in Vegas at the sports book, just like, yeah, dude, fucking Tiger plus uh, 12,000 to make, or not to make the cut, but to win. Like, that's such a shitty, that's, that's, that you're throwing your money away. They would have to give me like plus 300,000 in order for me to bet on Tiger. Like, the dude almost died two years ago. Like, the fact that he's even there is a big accomplishment. Like, making the cut, I think it closed before round one started. For him to make the cut at minus 175, and then for him to miss the cut was plus 150. I put money on him to miss the cut. Like, he can't walk. Yeah, I mean, he was limping a day or two ago. Right. Well, also, yeah, so those types of bets, it's, it's what I would call the household name bet. Yes. That's a good name. You should trademark that. <laughs> right. Like your <laughs> the sports books would never do it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> this the is household a shit name parlay. It's it's the cow- <laughs> the Cowboys and Patriots to win against whoever they're playing and <laughs> the, <laughs> the Lakers to win and, and Steph Curry to make five threes. <laughs> right, exactly. All four of those things parlayed pays out minus two hundred or something stupid. And it's we boosted it to minus one fifty. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, whoa, they boosted it. Do you ever play those the pre made parlays? No, but I, the only thing I play that's along the lines of, like, the sportsbooks trying to screw you mm-hmm. is every now and then DraftKings will do, like, it's like their featured, like, parlay boost. It's not one of the same game parlays that they have on the bottom. Yeah. But, it like, I did one uh, a week or two ago where it was Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and then this guy for the Pelicans to record 10-plus combined threes. Well, Steph Curry averages five. Clay Thompson a- averages, you know, between three or five. And the other guy averaged between, I think he averaged, like, three and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. So just doing the math, I was like, okay, they're giving me plus money on this. If I just play their season averages, they're going to hit it. Right. Sure enough, they hit it by like halftime or whatever. Yeah. But most of the time when DraftKings offers some sort of special promo, it'll be like, oh, uh, you know, a heavy favorite to win and then like a 50-50 game. And you know they're taking oh, – yeah. they take the side of the 50-50. They know that team's going to lose. I don't know how they know it, but they know. Or they have a lot of handle on the other side. And, and so they just need to they they just need to get some money on the other side, maybe that I don't know. Or they just say no, hey, let's let's fucking trick these suckers. Yeah, I think I didn't even think about that, but that makes a lot of sense. They're like, oh shit, like we got a lot of money coming in on. Right, we're exposed on this one side. Let's see if we can maybe even it out a little bit. Offer some whack parlay, which automatically the book has an advantage, and we can tell them, oh, we're boosting the odds to plus two fifty. When really it's like, dude, it's a losing bet to begin with. So what's the difference between it? And oh, max wager, twenty five dollars. Don't you hate when you see that? Yeah, dude. They had a uh, same game parlay for the uh, March Madness for the f- the final game. It was like UConn to win, UConn first half spread or something, and then another like UConn thing. And all three of those legs combined paid out. I don't remember what what the number was, um, but you could have just bet like. 
UConn spread or whatever, and it would have been like the same odds. And it was instead it was like, oh, you need them to cover a spread in the first half, and then you need them to score over like 80 points or whatever. And it was like close to the same odds. It's like, why wouldn't you just bet on them to just you know cover the spread? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, I was having a conversation with my buddy the other day. Um, <laughs> I I think it was uh with Joe, um, not Taurus. Bleep that out or whatever. Um, just because so because we know like seven Joes, but you know Joe Fakara. Um, and he says, yeah, every time he sees, um, yeah, we're having a conversation. He's like, yeah, every time I see those, he's like, I just bet the other way. So if you see like one of those like pre-made parlays, it's like, yeah. I think it was with him. Yeah. Someone I I had that conversation. Like whenever I see that, if there's like the one automatic game and the fifty fifty game, like you described, you bet the opposite on the fifty fifty. Yeah, bet the other side on the fifty fifty game. Yeah, I've thought about doing that, but I, I just haven't. Like, usually the last couple times I've seen it, I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to bet that, and then I forget about it. Well, also too, if you just bet the other side on the fifty fifty game, as long as you're not parlaying, parlaying is such a ripoff, man. Like, I get it. it. It's fun. I love throwing, like, a 5 or $10 spot on, like, a parlay that pays out 10 to 1. That That's fun once in a while. That's what I live for. <laughs> right? But March Madness, I tried to parlay too much, trying to do – March Madness, you should never parlay. I think March Madness is the one sport do not parlay because upsets, especially this year, have happened so much. And so there are no automatics. There are no – oh. And you're not even getting that good of an odds boost. It's like, oh, let me take uh, the number two seed, Arizona, for minus 1,100. And that'll boost up my, I don't know, spread or my other thing that I have. Yeah. It's such a waste of money. I was making I was making a parlay. I didn't end up placing it, but with like six or seven teams. And and then I added like uh, like a one seed money line. And it boosted it from like plus 260 to like plus 264 i was like what <laughs> it's not even worth it right exactly and so like the parlays there's just no value in march madness parlays now most betters would be like well no shit you should never do parlays but you know we're just bullshitting here um i think the only sport that i think parlays kind of wor- nfl i because you can do teasers like we've done but I think the NFL parlays work a little bit more just because of like how tight the games are. And I'm more confident when in the NFL, every single game, especially in the middle of the season, matters. Every game is so important. So it's not like baseball where it's, you know, anyone can win on any given day. Pitcher gets hot. But with the NFL, it's like I have the most confidence when like the Chiefs are playing. I don't know. Think of just like like the Titans, like just some mid-level team. Right. Except for the one week when they it was like week four or five in the season and they were playing the Colts and they ended up losing. It was like I think Sky Moore fumbled a punt and then they had some 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 other stupid thing happen or whatever. That shit happens. I get that. But I'll take my if I'm going to parlay, it's going to be NFL just because it's more consistent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I w- the other I will parlay uh, UFC fights too, because there's a like, I don't know from time to time there's a couple like heavy favorites or like minus two hundred minus three hundred favorites where it's like you could parlay like two of those and then like with like a fifty fifty fight that you think you know who's gonna win and more often than not like you sometimes I feel like you can get good value on those, mm-hmm. but UFC I mean that's still one of those sports where. Yeah, anyone can win on any given day, but it doesn't usually happen. Right. Well, 
I think it all comes to the individual better. Like, for example, I was talking about with my golf bets. I can get the number one golfer in the world to basically, at even money, to beat Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed. And Scotty Scheffler already has, like, a two-stroke lead over Jordan Spieth. So I'm getting even money, the best golfer in the world, to basically beat these two guys. And I'm getting, and, and I already have a lead of two strokes. Like, I'll take that bet. Yeah, might as well. Right. Yeah. You want to get into uh, yeah, let's some get other th- stuff? Yeah, let, let's get into, like, the weekly wine. All know, right. I like yeah, to just BS to start. That's no, I do, too. That's good. So, episode 21 of Premature Bingo. Uh, let's open it up here. What's going on, Mike? What's You got anything for your weekly wine? Uh, Yeah, I do got one thing for the weekly wine. Just kind of an observation. I thought it was kind of funny. It could be pretty lame. Uh, but I was listening to the Ben Shapiro show. I'm a subscriber to the Daily Wire. And Ben Shapiro was going off on this just wonderful rant about how Build-A-Bear has gone woke. So it was just pure entertainment. And the best part about it was Ben Shapiro, he's like, so Build-A-Bear has you know, these gender-neutral gender bears now. And he uh, explained what Build-A-Bear was. He's like, for those of you who don't know, Build-A-Bear, it's like, dude, it's in the name. And so it was hilarious to hear Ben Shapiro for a good two to three minutes in his show describe what Build-A-Bear was. So essentially, it's uh, this place where you go, and you can pick out a bear, be a, you know a fireman, whatever, and then you stuff the bear. It was... Uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> you stuff the bear. And so I thought it was really funny. Uh, it was not. It's not really a wine, just an observation. But I thought it was really funny hearing Ben Shapiro describe Build a Bear. Yeah, that's that's one of those things uh, where it's like, dude, probably I don't know, ninety percent of people like know what Build a Bear is. It's in the name. <laughs> you build <laughs> the bear. Well, uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> right. It's just funny. Is <laughs> before I used to love Build a Bear. We put gave a little yarmulke on the bear. So wha- wonderful Judeo Christian values. What <laughs> what is uh because the the bears, like the stuffed animals, don't have, you know, uh, private parts anyway. What, what is, how, what's the difference between a, a regular bear and a gender-neutral bear? Dude, I have no idea. I just heard Ben Shapiro uh, go on a three-minute description of what Build-A-Bear was. And then after that, I immediately tuned out because I just kept thinking about how funny that was. And then I, you know, like texted our buddies and was like, dude, listen to Ben Shapiro describe Build-A-Bear. I don't know. Maybe like now they're putting giant penises or giving the Build-A-Bear strap-ons or something. Well, like uh, yeah. this, bi- give this Build-A-Bear tits. Well, that's like, the thing that's the, these kids The meet. bears never had private parts to begin with. So like, <laughs> weren't they always gender neutral? Like, Dude, I don't know. Uh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that'd be hilarious. Like, mom, let's go to Build-A-Bear. You go into Build-A-Bear and you know how they have like the bins of like, oh, you can pick out this bear. That'd be funny if they just had like giant dicks on the wall. Like here, does your bear want a dick? Does your bear want a pair of tits? Sure. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. The, they would not sell many of those. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. And then also the other thing on my radar is... I screwed up my hip like two months ago, and now I'm at the point in my life where when I wake up in the morning, I have to like warm up my hip. I'm like an old car. <laughs> I have to warm up a little bit. I gotta. I, so when I first get up, it's sore, and then I have to like get on the foam roller, stretch it out a little bit, and then as soon as I start moving, it's fine. But I'm like, yeah. So it's like uh, when you you go to start the lawnmower and you gotta you know rip 
rip the cord a couple times. Right, exactly. Let it warm up a little bit. You can't just go right in. You'll stall it out. <laughs> yeah, dude, my my hips have definitely gotten tighter as I've gotten older. But like, I when I wake up now, I will do like five minutes of stretching. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even, but just yeah, getting old sucks. But what'd you do to mess up your hip? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't even know. It's just no, a, I, a phantom I, injury. Yeah, it's a phantom injury. Um, just one week. It late January. It started to bother me a little bit. I don't know. It could have been us running outside one of these one of the days. We're sitting on the couch all day eating pizza, and then we go outside, throw the football around. I'm trying to do some moves. Maybe that could have been it, but who knows? What's yeah. going on with you? Uh, not a whole lot. I don't really think I have anything for for weekly wine. My uh, week's been pretty pretty boring. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm trying no, to. No adventures to build a bear. <laughs> no, uh, I got a small weekly one. I left like my phone charger and uh, my Ray Bans at uh, a friend's house. It was like an hour and a half away last week. So, one of those things where it's like, oh shit, not gonna get that back for another couple months. That that's so funny because I also left my Ray Bans at a friend's house, and he lives all the way. He, he lives far. Um, and then I was in town. I'm like, hey. And so we got dinner together. And then as soon as I left, I'm like, oh, shit. I should have gotten the Ray-Bans, too. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was there, but I wasn't thinking about it. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I left the Ray-Bans there. Dude, that's the worst when you like you know that you've forgotten something. You're going to see the person that has it. And then you forget to like ask them for it back. And they forget to give it to you. I think I did that with our friend Andrew. Like, I think he had my Ray- – like, and it was the same, <laughs> same pair of Ray-Bans. I think he had them for like – a year because every time I saw him, I was just like, "Oh, oh, oh!" Next time, <laughs> uh, next time, I'll just get him, get him from you next time. Yeah, and there was like, you know, the seventh time, it was like, "All right, I need these Ray Bands." Right. Both remembered. Also, too, it's a hundred and fifty dollar piece of equipment. Yeah. Have you ever lost a pair of like expensive sunglasses oh. before? <laughs> oh, yeah. Many times. I think I've lost like collectively six hundred dollars worth of sunglasses. Oh, really? Yeah. I've only lost career. one expensive pair, and I was like, uh, I had like bragged about it too beforehand. I was like, oh shit, like I, I've had this pair of sunglasses for like five years. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't believe you. You know, I I, w- I was making fun of my one friend because he had just lost his Ray Bans, Jake. I was like, dude, you're <laughs> you're such an idiot. Like, how do you lose your Ray Bans? Like, those yeah. are like a hundred bucks or whatever. The next week, I lost mine. <laughs> yeah, I've lost two pairs of Ray Bans. One I think was stolen. So I was at the frat house one party. And I, I think it was like a Hawaiian theme or whatever. And it was sunny out. And then the party obviously lasted through the night. And I remember where I left them. And it was kind of like they were tucked away, like in a spot only I would know, unless someone was like really s- snooping around. And when I woke up in the morning, they weren't there. I'm like, bummer. And then. A guy in the fraternity who I've never seen wear Ray-Bans before. I don't know if he was in the fraternity or not. Um, he might have been pledging at the time. But someone who I've never seen wear Ray-Bans before, and no offense, I knew couldn't afford buying Ray-Bans because we're in college, all of a sudden had Ray-Bans the next day. So my Ray-Bans are gone. He now suddenly has Ray-Bans. And so I'm kind of a dick. So I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, hey, man. Nice. Where'd you get those Ray-Bans at? He's like, the Ray-Ban store. I'm like, listen, motherfucker. There is no Ray-Ban store. Yeah, like, there is in the in the mall. But you don't say the Ray-Ban. No, that's Sunglasses Hut. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. That That's sunglasses. Awesome. There's no fucking Ray-Ban store. Also, too, listen, motherfucker, I know those are mine because the back's a little scratched, like by the earpiece. And his is like that, too. When he put his down, I picked him up and I evaluated them. I'm like, these got to be mine. Oh, you should have just taken them. No. If they were yours, why wouldn't you just take them? Because on the off chance that they weren't, yeah, I couldn't scum, I couldn't stoop down to the level of scum that he is and take him. So if I was wrong, I would be a total dick. Because it is possible, I was drinking that night, it is possible I fucked up. True. But I'm 90% sure in my decision. But I, that 10% of error, I could not morally do. Yeah, that, that's a tough spot, whether or not you want to confront someone that you think stole something from you. I... Yeah, I kind of. I don't. I don't know what like what the proper protocol in, in that situation is. I mean, yeah, it would be to say like you asked him, <laughs> and then he denied it. I said, "Hey, man, those are nice Ray Bans. Like, where'd you get them? Ray Ban store. Like, shut the fuck up." Yeah, I mean, I guess in this in this circumstance, it's like okay because you're at a par- you know you had alcohol or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's it's different. Whereas if you're like sober or whatever, and you're like, oh, I think I misplaced these, and then the next day you see them, you're like, dude. Let's put this in terms that we're both familiar with. The odds, if DraftKings Sportsbook came out with the odds of are these Ray-Bans mics, I think the odds would probably be, be minus 400, minus 300. A significant favorite, but just like in March Madness and just like in baseball and other sports, minus 400, minus 300 teams. You know, it's, it's not surprising if they lose. So it wouldn't be surprising if I was wrong. But... Yeah. And yeah. Then, <laughs> then I lost another pair of Ray Bans, I think, in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, that was along a- with other things. <laughs> along with your Rolex and fake Rolex. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was an all all time uh honk. <laughs> you you wanna tell the story or you're just gonna gloss over no, that? <laughs> no, I don't wanna no. Oh, all right, all right. There's a little too many details in there. Oh, I was just going to give the high level. All right, yeah, I, I'll, I'll do the Spark Notes version. Yeah, yeah. So for some... <coughs> for those of you who know me, uh, for some reason or another, I needed to go to an ATM to gather cash. Uh, I previously... We're, we're going out, we're drinking. We're out at the bars in New Orleans on Bourbon yeah. Street. I Remember I lost my debit card earlier in that week, too? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I left my debit card at a place, so I thought, oh, I'm, I, I need to get cash. So I'm hammered. Everything's kind of fuzzy. We, I think we ended up getting separated. Yep. <laughs> and I go to this ATM on the, like outside of the bar on the street. And I go to the ATM and I feel someone come up to me and I feel something on my back. And it says, take out the max amount. Give me your watch. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> and so I just complied. and Yeah, you got mugged. <laughs> I got mugged. I remember... And <laughs> You're like, did you ask the police? I'm like, what's the police going to do? Oh, wow. Someone got mugged. You got mugged in New Orleans? Like, yeah, let's get right to the bottom of it. What did he look like? I don't know. I didn't turn around. I had a knife to my back. Maybe it could have just been like a marker. Yeah, probably not. But yeah. Who knows? Dude, as a as a quick aside, Bourbon Street was fun for the weekend, but I would I don't think I ever need to go back there. I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same. No, I got to redeem myself. But uh. What was funny about that trip, it was me, you, and our friend Brian. So it was the three of us going to New Orleans, and you and Brian just had awful luck because 
you and I had gotten there a day before Brian and he called us like when he was supposed to be getting in. He's like, dude, like I just totaled my new Jeep. Like I just got in this car accident. We're like, oh my God, are you all right? He's like, yes, I'm fine. But the car is totaled on the same day. He had a flight and he had to like hitch a ride with someone to make his flight. He almost missed his flight. Um, so it's just a bad trip to start with for him. And then you get mugged and then, oh, and then my, uh, my trials and tribulations. I had like one of the top three, like worst stomach aches I've ever had in my life. Like, or I was just like, you know, holding my stomach, like withering in pain. It was after when you and I were at the casino and we were getting the free beers at the, <laughs> at the bar from Warren. Yeah. And I ordered uh fish and chips or whatever at the casino. And I think, I think the fish was bad. Um, either that or the fact that I had like eight different hurricanes from those different, like the, the bars that have like the different slurpy flavored hurricanes. It could be the excessive drinking and fried food. I think maybe that's what caused the stomach ache. I think that's when I, that's how I got IBS. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, fun, fun trip. How do you get stomach cancer? I spent a, a long weekend in new Orleans. Those uh those hurricane drinks, man, are deadly because it's the sugar that kills you. you yeah, I I can't drink that stuff anymore. Yeah, I, I did in Key West. Yeah, Why? dude the the uh the one thing that New Orleans had that I've never seen before it was like at a couple different bars we were at it was like oh buy three beers get three free mm-hmm. and like obviously the beers were marked up but it was still like uh, reasonably priced where it was like three beers cost like twenty bucks but you got three free so it was essentially like six beers for twenty bucks. I think that's the beauty of capitalism right there. Because there's, I think just because there's like bars right next door to each other. It's just a street full of bars. Right. And so I guess you have to do something that gets people in. And then once once you're in, it's like, all right, well, we, like the beer's the same here. So if you're have as other places. So if you're having a good time at this spot, we'll just stay here. Cheap beer. Um, I do have a little bit of a segue. When I went to Key West... Speaking of hurricane drinks, I got uh, like one of those frozen margaritas. And I saw her put alcohol. I saw her pour alcohol in it. But when I was drinking it, I didn't think there was any alcohol. It tasted like there was no alcohol in it. She even said, do you want an extra shot for free? And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Like, why? Why would they just give me an extra shot for free? So I said, okay, obviously. I saw her take a bottle and pour the alcohol in, but I swear it tasted like no alcohol. And I had others sample and they said, no. So what did I do? I went up to her after I finished my drink. This is like a little street vendor. It was legitimate. They're in like a legitimate building. And I said, hey, that was, that was pretty good. I didn't even taste the alcohol. Was there even alcohol in there? And she's like, yes, alcohol. And I guess my question for you is, have you ever been in a situation where you've gotten gypped like that? And then do you confront the person? Because they're like, dude, are you really going to go up to her and ask her? It's like, yeah, that's a good point. You know what? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. She could have just had like a a bottle of Tito's or whatever. And like it could have been like diluted with like half water, half tea. Like very easy to, to, you know, manipulate that. 100%. And but but I'm just like, you know. I felt proud of myself. I confronted her. Very nice person. Yeah. I'm like, hey, is there even alcohol in here? Like, it didn't even taste like it. I gave you $12. Yeah. So, some of those fruity drinks, it, the 
the sugar can definitely mask the alcohol. But I have been in situations like that where, uh, w- you know, I ordered like a f- frozen margarita or whatever, and it's like this is just syrup. Like there's right, there's no alcohol in here, and it even to the point where the bar we were at, it was like the first place we were going to, so I was sober, I have the drink, you know, it's it's a margarita or whatever, and just feel completely sober. And it's like okay, like. Was there anything in here or was it just sugar? Because, yeah. you know, even if you have like one drink, like you should something in your body triggers where it's like, OK, like I'm having an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. So you feel it. But no, I did not. I don't think I've confronted anyone on it. Yeah, I did. Fuck that. She's not pulling a fast one by me, uh, but but apparently she did. Um, I thought I, I, I did think it was funny because, you know. When I confronted her, I didn't confront her. I was pretty, like, cool about it. But she was just so shocked. Like, yes, there was alcohol in there. She's like, you saw me pour it. I'm like, okay. I just want – but I phrased it as a compliment. Like, wow, this is so good. This was such a good drink. I didn't even taste the alcohol. You must have mixed it so well. Was there even alcohol in there? And I think – well, she didn't really speak English, so. Yeah. Maybe she didn't get the – what I was trying to get at. Yeah. What else we got, Joey? Uh, yeah, let's get into... Uh, do you want to do the Bud Light? Let's do it. All right, so so let me set the stage here, and then I've got a couple different things we can talk about with this. So recently, uh, Bud Light sent a custom can of Bud Light, like a tall boy, uh, to Dylan... Mulvaney, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I've never said the name before. Uh, with her face on it, she is a, a, a transgender female, so transition from man to female, and uh, got this custom can for like you know one year of, of uh, being transitioned or whatever. And it's funny, like, well, oh, let me back up. Well, let me go forward. So, so, so the. So she's got this can with her face on it or whatever. And then that she did like a little video. It's like kind of like a, a influencer or a brand ambassador, I think, for Bud Light. Where I don't know if they paid her or not. But she's doing a video talking about March Madness. Like, oh, what is that? Like typical, like, you know, female stereotype. Uh, and then there's like a bunch of Bud Lights on the table. And at the end of it, she has a sip of the Bud Light. Now, I don't know if you watched the video. No, I did not. But the sip of Bud Light that she took was one of the most like forced sips of Bud like. You know, where it's like, oh, like, did you even take a sip? Like, it was just like a super small, like. Like when you pretend to eat plastic food, like when you're playing with your kids and you're like playing kitchen. Yeah. And so it's like that fake plastic food. And you're like, mm, yum, yum, yum. Which it's funny because it's like, yeah, clearly watching her drink the Bud Light. I'm like, I don't think she ever has had a Bud Light before. Like, this is not her drink of choice or whatever. Uh, so anyway, after the video, a bunch of people were super pissed that Bud Light, you know, hired or is working with someone that is uh trans or whatever and they and bud light i think they had like a tweet or something too like you know we support trans people to have like um uh like a bud light pack with like the you know the the rainbow flag on it and then people were outraged people were going like batshit crazy did you see the video from kid rock no but it's probably great bro it's literally a video of him crying like he has like He's like, like got like tears in his eyes and <laughs> he's like, 
and uh, he has this like short intro or whatever, and then he turns and he's got a submachine gun and he just shoots all these Bud Light like cases. <laughs> you just see the beer exploding, and then after he shoots the Bud Light, he goes fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser Busch, and that's the end of the video. And uh, which is is just funny on so many levels. Um, so I guess I I don't know where do you, where do you want to start with this? I want to start with the marketing for Bud Light, like. But like, do you think Bud Light knows its target customer and market, or like, what do you think Bud Light was trying to do by like partnering with with this with Dylan? <coughs> so first of all, I stopped drinking Bud Light. I think around like 2016, 2017, whenever the commercials came out, where it was Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer at a table, and they started talking about the gender pay gap while having Bud Light. And so as soon as I saw that commercial, I immediately decided, like, all right, no, I'm not drinking Bud Light anymore. Also, I don't really like the taste of Bud Light. But they've always kind of, I feel like Bud Light has always, out of the beer brands, Bud Light has always been one of the more well-known ones. And then they've always tried to, they've gone the progressive route in trying to expand their market to people who um, might be, uh, they're more progressive, so th- I guess they're trying to appeal to that market because usually those people drink like craft beer. They don't. They don't drink Bud Light. So I, I, I really, I think Bud Light has always been on that kind of side of the beer when it comes like the more progressive side. So I think th- I think what they're trying to do is just expand their market base. The problem is, I feel like progressive type people aren't drinking Bud Light. They're drinking craft beer. They're going to microbreweries. Like instead, Bud Light should have a commercial of a dude pissing on the side of a of a dive bar, smoking a cigarette. That's their target audience. Yeah, so that w- that was my thinking. I was like, dude, but like the Bud Light, I get maybe they're trying to get new customers, but even I don't know. But like Bud Light is a shitty beer. Like it tastes it tastes like water. It's like one of, in my opinion, it's one of the least tasty like light beers or whatever. Um. So I anyway, I just don't get why they're like. Like your target market is like people going off roading, like going hunting or whatever. Like, well, I think they have Bush Light for that. So they also, so the company also owns Bush Light. So you can tell based off of Bush Light's commercials, it's a dude in a flannel. He's outside. Uh, they have the camo cans. So Bush Light, I think, is their beer for that market. And then I think maybe someone in the boardroom thought, oh. So we can have Bud Light kind of appeal to the more like progressive audience because no one's going to, you know, boycott all as much as Kid Rock says, I'm going to boycott, you know, fuck Anheuser-Busch or whatever. Did he say that or did he say fuck Bud Light? Uh, Both. Okay. So listen, rednecks are not going to stop drinking Bush Light. Matter of fact, probably half of them probably don't even know the commercials going on unless they like go online. Um so there's there's that. I think people are just going to continue drinking Bush, but I think some people will stop drinking Bud Light. Oh, I do too. Like Kid Rock and then uh Travis Tritt tweeted like the same he tweeted Amen, all brother. pictures of all the like Anheuser-Busch brands and he's like nobody drink any of these anymore or whatever. And it was funny somebody replied to uh with like a picture of him wearing this like blue like I don't know, shirt that had like the the it looked like a dress or whatever. Yeah. Very flamboyant or whatever and they're like this you. <laughs> It's just kind of funny, but um, yeah. So I, with with Bud Light, like, do you think they have to have known? Like, their marketing department has 
would have have to have known like, okay, some people are going to be mad at this and stop drinking Bud Light. But do you think that they're just like, okay, we know we're going to strum up some publicity with this. All pl- publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's kind of their strategy? Yeah, and also, too, I think you're going to – for every person that they lose because of this ad, I guarantee you in, like, L.A. and other markets are like, yeah, go Bud Light. Like, yeah, like, we'll drink Bud Light. I think it's going to gain – Yeah, but again, the, it goes back to, like – They're I not – right. I feel like – Light beer is is the demographic for like drinking light beer is like us. It's like right, t- you know, eighteen to thirty two year old men. I agree. I think it's maybe like a short term thing. Like in the next six months, there'll be some progressive people saying like, "Yeah, I'm gonna drink Bud Light because they're like progressive." So they buy it and they're like, "Oh, this tastes terrible." Right, and then they drink it and they're like, "Oh my god, what is this? I want to go back to my like Porter Craft Brewery or just seltzers." Right, and that's fine, but um. Yeah, so I mean, I think Bud Light knew what they were doing, and because they did the same thing with Amy Schumer, and because as soon as Amy Schumer is on TV on a commercial, I'm immediately not buying whatever's being advertised. If Amy Schumer endorses anything, it's a no for me, you know. Um, I just think she's repulsive. I think she's repulsive, and I have a problem with her morals. I think she steals. There's plenty of evidence on YouTube if you want to look. She's stolen from Patrice. She's stolen from Ari Shafir, and it's just because she's an overweight white woman. Uh, that's how she gets publicity. That's just my opinion. Agree with it or not, that's the only reason why she's famous. Anyway, uh, as soon as she got on the TV and was talking about the gender pay gap and Bud Light, like, get the fuck out of here. I want to see the old traditional Bud Light commercials of just nothing. Like, the market, the people you're appealing to is just people like us. Just make it stupid. Have a funny joke in there. You know, like the old uh, Super Bowl commercials with Bud Light, Doritos, does the same thing. Like, they're just funny. They're just silly. They're goofy. I'm trying to drink a beer and, you know, take a step away from all the bullshit that's going on. Don't step in. Like, hey, next time you have a sip of Bud Light, remember, <laughs> you know, the gender pay gap. Yeah, I uh, I guess I get that. But at the same time, like, if I like a product or whatever, like, I don't, I don't care who has a commercial for it. I don't care if there's a Skittles commercial with... Uh, you know, Ben Shapiro on one for one commercial, and then Dylan Mulvaney on the other commercial. I don't care. I'm gonna eat the Skittles either way. To an extent, with beer, there are so many options. So it's not like Skittles. Like what's with Skittles? If you like the Skittles taste, you're gonna go with Skittles. If you don't like Bud Light, there's Miller Light, Coors Light, Michelob Ultra. There's so many other light beers out there that it's like, well, all right, Bud Light. Like fuck you. I'll just go to Miller. Well. Yes and no, like if you the same pref- thing. Yeah, but if you prefer the taste of one over the other, I it's, I don't know. I mean, I think it's so minuscule. I guess, but like I th- typically drink Miller Light. Like that's my typical yeah. light beer. Like yeah, well that's why I drink Miller Light or Michelob Ultra or even Coors Light. Right, but I guess who cares if someone that you don't like is endorsing the product? Like who who cares? Well, it depends on the product. Yeah, that, that, that's my argument. Depends on the product. With light beers, there are so many options that I have the. I have the ability to be picky. I have the ability to be picky because there's so many options and they're available everywhere. So if I see Amy Schumer on TV, it's like, oh, look away. So I, I, I just stopped drinking Bud Light. Um, and hey, that's you know, like that's my choice. And when it comes to a product where there's not as many options, where the product is more like specific, where Skittles, there's no. Are there any other candies that are exactly like Skittles? but a little bit different? No. There's not. But with light beer, there's a shit ton. 
There's just a shit ton of beer. And I know you could say, like, well, Skittles are also competing with M&Ms and other candies. But to me, all light beer tastes the same. Whether I'm having a Coor, uh, uh, Coors, a Miller, uh, a Bud Light, whatever. Well, not Bud Light. But whether, they all taste the same. So it doesn't make a difference to me. So I might as well just say, yeah, Miller Light. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Fuck I, Amy Schumer. <laughs> I still, I just don't get, like, if you like, if Bud Light's your favorite beer or whatever, like, who cares? Who's endorsing it? Like, I guess, yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess for other products, I would maybe, f- I, I would, I feel that way. Gotcha. But since there's such. So it's just more about the fact that you, light beers are interchangeable to you. Absolutely. Okay, it takes okay. me, it takes me zero effort and zero change to just get Miller or Coors or Michelob Ultra. Okay. That makes more sense. It's just. Yeah. Like, why am I... I'm not going to go out of my way to get Bud Light. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I get that. It's not like uh, like with cigars. You know, cigars, there's distinct different tastes between cigars and brands. Um, but again, Bud Light can do whatever they want. Good for them. Um, they're trying to appeal to a certain market. I think may, may, hey, maybe it's a really good business decision. Because they're saying, hey, here's this market that we haven't really... That no one's really tapped into yet. Maybe we can tap into it. And we already have Bush Light to tap into. They're already appealing to the other market. So good for them if they're making money from it. But yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I'm not buying their product. And I'm not trying to take like a big stand. It's just like, hey, if you're. Since there's so much competition in the light beer market, if you're going to give me any reason to maybe like switch brands, I'm going to. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll be curious to see like uh, some of the old guys i play poker with or whatever like i'll be curious to see next month if he's like oh if he comes in with like a cores instead of a bud light <laughs> yeah who knows yeah one more um i, I do kind of want to talk about this a little bit is there's a there's something i heard the other day and i think it's a really good statement that i feel like today in society people just because some we have to emancipate ourselves from the idea that just because something is legal it's moral or ethical just because a company can do something doesn't mean it's moral or ethical and also just because it's moral or ethical doesn't mean well, I'm, let me let me go back on that just because some someone can legally do something doesn't mean it's ethical or moral you can get blackout drunk at your house alone, by yourself, as long as you're not driving, you can down a fifth of Jack Daniels. Is that a smart decision? Is that a wise decision? No. Is it legal? Yes. So I think maybe I feel society has gotten too close to the idea that, oh, if something is unethical, we should make it, or if I think something is unethical, we should make it illegal. Do you have an example of that? Because I'm not quite... Yes, marijuana. Some people believe that marijuana is it, it's unethical. You shouldn't be smoking it. It should remain illegal. Who thinks that? A lot of people. Really? Oh my goodness. Yeah, like oh. older older people like my dad's generation, my mom's generation. God, I, I haven't come across it. I I believe it. Well, think about how many it. states have it illegal. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people think it's not like this libertarian yeah, you do that. But for example, if you are an adult, you are 19 years old, and you want to 
transition and have the surgery, you can. You're an adult. You can make your decisions. Is it a wise decision? Probably not. Your brain, now that we know more about the human brain, we know that your brain doesn't fully develop until 25, 26. That even as a 19-year-old, and personally I can speak, I wasn't able to process long-term decisions and long-term decision-making. Even as a 19-year-old, is technically an adult. As a 20-year-old, as a 21-year-old, as a 22-year-old. And so just because someone is making a decision that is legal doesn't mean it's wise and should be encouraged. Instead, maybe it should be like, hey, well, we actually know more about the brain now. Maybe, like, wait on this. I guess that's my point. Yeah. Uh, And just because something is legal doesn't mean, like, you have to ethically agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's my thing. So Bud Light can do their thing, but I, I not for me. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like the taste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. You want to do the? You want to talk about the golf thing that you had sent me? Yeah. So, it's Masters week, and so I was thinking about what would be. Well, two things. What would be your dream golf course to golf at, and what would be your dream foursome? So you can play at any any golf course that you would like in the world. Where would it be, and then what would be your your foursome? Oh man, I, I'm such a like I need to. I want I want. I'm, I'm planning on taking lessons this year. Like I'm such a bad golfer. Yeah, it uh, doesn't matter. This is a fantasy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let me think about the people then. If you have yours, I'll I'll think of mine real quick. Yeah, I would want to play at Augusta. I think Augusta is just it, it's the best course. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, and also to the uh, the history, the mystique, all of it. It's the best course. My foursome would be me, Phil Mickelson, because I think Phil Mickelson would talk a lot of shit. I would also want Tiger there because there'd be a lot of shit talking between the two. I feel like that'd be fun. And then the fourth person I would have um, would be Bill Murray. Bill Murray's (laughs) famous for his love of golf. I feel like that would be a really fun competition. I'd be in the cart with Bill Murray. We'd be joking, laughing, having a good time. Phil and Tiger would be in the same cart, and they would just be at each other's throats. <laughs> and I like that because you got the comic relief and you got the competition. Best golf course in the world. That's my perfect scenario. I like it. Yeah. Um, in terms of courses, I don't know. I, I'm not a big, like, I'm not as into golf as you are, so I would probably say Augusta or like Pebble Beach mm-hmm. just off of name brand recognition. Although I don't – I mean, I watch – like I'll watch the Masters or whatever, but I don't know like, you know, the top 10 or 20 courses in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of my foursome, I would say Big Cat from Barstool just because he's like – he's someone I'd like to hang out with. Uh, he's not good at golf, and I'm not good at golf, so I think that would be fun for us like shanking balls together. Patrick yeah. Mahomes – because he's the man, and I feel like he'd be he also be a lot of fun to hang out with. What if Jackson shows up? No. <laughs> no no uh no Jackson Mahomes. And then let's see, for my fourth, I probably want someone see, I, I would I would say like a I want like a musician, but I don't know what of my favorite musicians play golf. 
Um, so I'll say if either of the, if Mike Shinoda plays golf, we'll take him. If either of the Blink One Eighty Two guys play golf, I'll take them. If Billie Eilish plays golf, you'll take her. No. <laughs> What's the deal with her? Uh, I don't know. I mean, she's super popular. She comes from a musical family. Her, but she doesn't really sing. I, li- I listened to some of her music on the way here. She just kind of, she just kind of mumbles. Yeah, it is. It is a unique style where it's yeah. more like. Uh, I, it's actually, you know, like Sam Hunt sometimes in some of his songs, he'll like yeah, I talk. Really, yeah, I don't really like that. It's like he's doing slam poetry. I feel like he should be at, have. He feel like he, sh- he should have a beret on and be at a coffee shop. Julia Rob hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the style though. Like, there, <laughs> yeah. there's only a couple people that I can think of off the top of my head that like that style works for, where like they're popular and you know they can sell sell albums and and tours or whatever, but. I'm not a big fan of Billie Eilish and like her music either, but I know that like she's one of the most you know listened to people globally. But it's just not for me, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So Mike Shinoda, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, and Big Cat, Big Cat. And yeah, playing, and Big Cat at Pebble Beach. Sure. And uh, Big Cat and I would convince Patrick and Mike Shinoda that we need to bet on every single hole or whatever in like a some kind of scramble. Mm. Um. Yeah. Who'd your partner be? Uh, I don't know. I, any of them. They'd, I'd have a good time with all three of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Maybe now that I'm thinking about my Tiger and Phil in a group, that sounds kind of lame. Well, I, 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 Tiger, Tiger would be cool. Tiger would be cool, but maybe... I feel like it might be too intense if both of those two were there. Oh, yeah, probably. It might be too intense. Where me and Bill Murray, I mean, we just want to smoke cigars and chill. Ooh, Ron White. He'd be fun. Because he's a good golfer, too. I'd like to have Ron White. i like it to be a fun time. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, so I was just thinking about that. It's Masters week. Uh, and so I thought, hey, what would my foursome be? And where would I want to play? What about the other thing that you sent? Uh, what kind of random sponsors... Would you want sponsoring you like whether or not you're you don't oh, have yeah. to play playing with the famous people, but what about right. you just playing on an av- like any given weekend? What I was thinking about like who would sponsor me in my daily routines, you know, like for example, you know, I like to wake up in the morning and have a nice cup of coffee, like that'd be funny if <laughs> Maxwell House sponsored me because I drink their coffee in the morning, and so like on my, uh, you know, Maxwell House tweets out like, you'll have to edit this out because I'm gonna go over my career like. <coughs> <laughs> Maxwell House tweets, or I'm on a billboard for Maxwell House. It's me sitting there. That actually would be funny if, if big-name brands just took, like, an average Joe Schmo for, like, their right. sponsors. Right, like what they do. Like, Steve, sponsored by Monster. He patches eight potholes every minute. <laughs> or, yeah, there's probably some funnier stuff that can come up. But <laughs> Grizzly. Grizzly dip. to get. Well, they actually do that. Like, they usually have – they don't have TV advertisements, but it's always, like – blue collar people i don't think i've ever seen an ad for grizzly or like tobacco on tv no th- it's illegal on tv oh it's illegal okay. i'm talking no, magazines no wonder. you're right talking magazines what so how long has it been illegal to advertise for cigarettes and tobacco on tv i think since like the 90s but you can advertise for alcohol but you can't drink it notice that on the commercials they're never drinking the beer they're always opening it no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can't on an advertisement be 
shot drinking the beer. What a w- what an odd set of rules. So you, okay, so you you can't drink the beer, but then they won't let you like just have an advertisement of you like holding a pack of cigarettes. No, like no tobacco brands can advertise on TV. I mean, I I don't necessarily disagree with that. I just didn't know that. I guess that makes yeah. sense though, because otherwise you'd probably see commercials all the time. Yeah, no, I I think you you definitely it's, would. It's funny though they let like the s- sports betting sites advertise every given minute, right? <laughs> for every given hour of every given day. Absolutely. Like, all right, this ground ball was brought to you by FanDuel. Make sure you, right now you can uh, play. They even say on TV right now you can place a bet. These are the live odds on the Phillies to win. Oh, and the live odds. This, uh, yeah, the live odds on that foul ball being a foul ball was actually minus one hundred five. Brought to you by FanDuel. Right. I love it too. How they'll go to, I watch MLB Network, and they'll talk about should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame, and they're like, yeah, he should. No, he shouldn't because you know he gambled and blah 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 blah. And then right after the debate on if he should be in the Hall of Fame or not, there's a fucking commercial for DraftKings. It's like, what the fuck? This is the dumbest thing ever. So you're gonna sell advertisement to gambling sites right now, but you're also gonna ban your all-time hits leader and one of the greatest baseball players of all time because he bet on himself to win in the 1980s. He bet on himself to win. So what? Fine. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like I think it's just so hypocritical and stupid. Yeah, they let those those companies advertise all day. The pharmaceutical companies all day. Right, exactly. Like remember Gardasil? Seeing those advertisements doesn't that like cause cancer? I don't know. I know. I just remember there was one really major pharmaceutical brand, or not brand, but there was one major pharmaceutical drug that I remember seeing commercials for all the time. And I think Rogan talked about it and says, "Yeah, they had to like take that off the shelf because too many people were dying of cancer from it." Too many people were getting cancer from it. It's like, that's fine, but don't show someone drinking a fucking beer on a commercial. That'll turn everyone into alcoholics. Yeah. But, you know, get shotted up. Yep. (laughs) Don't ask any questions. You disagree with me, you disagree with science. Shut up, peasant. What else you got? Um... Who would sponsor you? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I had put for like for golfing, like my chiropractor for when I'm done with the round of golf or whatever. Love it. Uh, no, in my day to day, probably be like popcorners or like like I <laughs> eat those every day or like baked lays. <laughs> <laughs> when you got a long day of typing, right? Reach for a cold bag of <laughs> baked lays. Yeah official chip of joey shattuck pretty much i mean i don't know like other products i don't really use some like a lot of stuff like every single day sensodyne toothpaste <laughs> right does your mouth get cold when you brush your teeth right. oh try sensodyne after a long day of abusing your body you need to go home and take care of your teeth sensodyne yeah so yeah, that's great. I can um, I can't really think of any more for me. I really don't use products day to day other than like my coffee. Yeah, coffee. I, but I always try different flavor, like brands and flavors of coffee, or not flavors, but like light roast, medium roast, like mm-hmm. dark roast, like you know, different yeah. styles, different roasts. Yeah, I love I love getting new. I get new coffee like almost every time. 
This is the Colombian roast. Do you ever think sometimes they're just pulling your chain and like the difference is like nothing? No, because it's either it's like Arabic or Colombian, right? Those are like the two big ones. And that's just where the beans come from. And then, but there's like different names, like light roast, dark roast, medium roast. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, but you can taste the difference between like light and dark. Mm hmm. Um, some of the flavors, yeah, they're definitely like when they, you know, it's like, oh, this is <laughs> honey roasted almonds or whatever. And you're like, it smells sweet. <laughs> this is the executive blend. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. It's like, all right. So what, like, what's the difference between absolutely nothing? We just charge you 50 cents more a cup. Give me that, please. Yeah. This is the executive blend. Um, dude, you know what else with coffee is mm. having the, to buy it. Like, do you buy the K cups? Yeah. Yeah. You pay more, you get less coffee, but it's convenient. Yeah, I pay for convenience. Yeah. I think I I have no problem with that. I love paying for convenience. It's my favorite thing to pay for. I think paying for convenience is my number one thing to pay for. I'll pay extra to be convenient. You only get one life, man. You can't take the money with you. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. The K-Cups are definitely one of those. I'm like, who cares? Like, It's bad for the environment. It's like, fuck you. You took a plant... Like, it's making no difference. Me having K-Cups is not... But if everyone got together and everyone stopped using K-Cups, then China would still dump shit in the ocean and pollute the air. And we're still in the same spot. So shut the fuck up. Enjoy the 10 seconds you're saving or the minute you're saving by having the K-Cup. And if you don't like it, you don't do it. But I rather have this two minutes saved by having a K-Cup than going on some crusade to try to fix the planet. Yeah, I've never heard anyone argue against K-Cups. Uh, I've heard many people say, why do you use K-Cups still? They're bad for the environment. I'm like, you drive a fucking car that pollutes. Like, shut up. Like, shut up. You're polluting the environment. Why don't you just get rid of yourself? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's my opinion on that. And also, too, I just think that's the most pompous thing to say. As I'm sitting there, Filling up my K-cup. Oh, yeah, I stopped using K-cups because they're bad for the environment. I wanted to be like, you know what? I'm two seconds away from taking this K-cup and shoving it up your ass. Oh, so, so shut up. This is a personal. This is a personal. I've heard it from multiple people. I've heard multiple people make it known while I'm putting a K-cup in the community K-cup thing that it's bad for the environment. Oh, it's so like, it's you know a, what? So it's a work thing. Uh, a former place of work uh. and in college. Oh, okay. All right. And in college. And I just wanted to be like, you know what? Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, no one gives a fuck about you and your little moral crusade. Like, you're being an asshole. Yeah, there's bigger bigger fish to fry than K-Cups. Right. Right. And then this whole... I, I remember the one lady said, um, well, if everyone just got on board... I'm like, bitch, are you fucking serious? Like, what have we all ever got on board for? Even World War II, there was one person who voted against it. Like, yeah, we shouldn't fight the Nazis. Yeah, that that is a good... Uh, it is funny when people say, like, oh, well, if everyone did this... Well, yeah, no shit. If everyone did everything... like, Right. If, if everyone did anything, the world would be a better place. Like, if we could get all the, like, 75% of the people to do one thing. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so I got a little personal vendetta. So now I'm going to use K-Cups for the rest of my life to spite these people. And I, I kind of want to, like, send them my empty and I, I just want to send them, like, collect all my used K-Cups and just send them to their house. They also make, like, uh, K-Cups that are 
better like they make make k-cups out of like recycled parts and like k-cup like so there is who gives a fuck i know i'm just saying that person <laughs> yeah. like just you can still buy those right like who gives a fuck how about like yeah like what why are you worrying about k-cups here like there's a homeless man who's tripping out on heroin like right there like shouldn't we be concerned about him that's just uh <laughs> right picking your battles right exactly like, there, there's a four-year-old birthday party being drone-striked in Yemen. And you're worried about my K-cup usage. Yeah. Like, all right, Tiffany. Get back in your Mercedes and, you know, go to your 400,000-square-foot house. <laughs> 400,000 square feet's a lot. Yeah, you mean 400,000. Yeah, I said 400,000. Yeah, square feet. You mean yeah. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's probably more than that. Oh. If, yeah, if Tiffany's in a Mercedes, she got a nice million-dollar house. Anyways, this is not anyone I'm thinking of in particular. Right. I'm just changing the name. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, anything else? Oh, that leads me to another thing. Do you, do, like, what are some things that you do in spite? I love spite, like, doing things in spite. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I, I'm sure I have some stuff, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember I was in JFK, and I had a pla- – I think it was one of these, a uh, Perrier water bottle. And, you know, there's the recycle. And th- there were, like, five different trash cans. Like, this is for plastics. This is for metal. This is for this. This is for that. So I had to basically read, like, a fucking thesis in order to determine where I put my trash. And so I just put it in a random fucking bin. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not making these decisions. Like, I- I'm stuck on a Delta, you know, I- I'm in a, I'm on a Delta layover. I'm stuck in JFK. My flight got delayed for two hours. I w- we were sitting on the tarmac for an hour. I'm just throwing this in any bin. Like, fuck this. Why, why are there five different places to throw trash out? Yeah. No, I mean, there's definitely things like that where it's like, oh, like, you you know, you need to do this. So we wrap on that. I think sure. Joe's going to be here. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was episode 21 of Premature Bingo. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Time to pee. <laughs>